Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to another edition of Find Your Seat Podcast. For the podcast that helps other women find their rightful seat at the table through discussions of health, wellness, business, and beauty. I am your co-host, Jennifer Edder. And I am your co-host, Susan Mobley. And I am excited today because not only was the amazing Tracy Faulkner and her sweet husband, Harry, so kind to let us use their home, but we were able to get the amazing Dr. Nisi Hamilton with us today. And we met, Jennifer and I both met Nisi. We've seen you a few times, but we really got to you know, chat a little bit more over the holidays. And when we were talking with you, Jennifer and I are both like, we've got to get her on the show. <laughs> yes. For sure. This month being, you know, sex trafficking awareness is. is a big thing for this month that we're spotlighting and trying to have our guests have a focus on that as well. Of course, something we want to focus on all year. Absolutely. But you we're an amazing fit for this. So welcome to the show. Thank you. And we've had so much fun. I mean, seriously, we got to do a behind the scenes show because we have. I I just don't know that we should. I mean, I think it might take away from the glamour. (laughs) Kind of viewers and listeners, you never know. (laughs) So I know when I met Nisi and, and we had a moment to talk, I was just so blown away by your story. But also, too, that I know and you know that every community needs a voice. And I want to make sure that all communities are heard. And I for sure want everyone to hear your story. So let's just not even, like, waste any more time. Let's just talk to you, Nisi. So tell us. Tell us your background. How did you get started in doing what you're doing? Awesome. So I've been in the space of human trafficking and prevention for about five years this year. So I'm super excited. Um, I really didn't, you know how somebody says uh, somebody found you or somebody, you know, so I was re-rescued. Um, by the love of my life, Miss Tracy Faulkner. I love her. I'm always going to give her credit. You know, um, I put out um, last year that even though pimps, they groom because there's a grooming process, Mm -hmm. God grooms too. And we forget about that. And sometimes God will send you destiny helpers to help you get to that next level of maturity, help you get to that next level of success. And it's a great re-reward to have mothers, to have entrepreneurs and such as Mm -hmm. yourselves, to have people who have platforms 
that are saying, hey, we're willing to share this with you so that all communities can be invited to the table right. with your story. That is so impressive. And it, it, it just, it speaks diversity. Mm -hmm. And diversity is just a, a really huge word for people who like to problem solve. Right. And that's what I love about you, Susan. That's what I love about you, Jennifer. That's definitely what I love about the Faulkners. Uh, Tracy and Harry have been, they, they're almost like parents to me. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just, it's so awesome. So um, you got some people know, some people don't know. I don't really get into the graphics mm -hmm. and it's never okay to ask any victim of human trafficking to get into graphic things right. about uh, what happened because it's, yeah, you know, it's personal. It's not only personal, but a lot of stuff is offensive. Mm -hmm. You know, to different to different groups. I just want to say, human trafficking is nasty. Mm -hmm. There's no pretty way to talk about it. Um, if you could just kind of go with me and imagine being 16 years old, homeless, uh, no food, no shelter, uh, being sued by the state of Texas because you're homeless, mm -hmm. you're a mom. And you know the judges are against you, attorneys are against you, uh, ad litems are against you, um, and the CPS alike they're against you. And the the facilitation of people who don't understand uh, the social divisive issue, human trafficking, they're in there to make a quota. How many more kids can we get in? How many more kids can we push out? Right. There's no time to say, hey, what's actually going on with this child? Mm -hmm. And how can we be a solvent? How can we be a solutionist to this child? When After you have a, a child and you're a teenager, nine times out of 10, you're not even considered a child anymore. Right. You're automatically considered an adult. Yeah, it's always like that. And I really hate that for girls, who, young teen girls who are just learning how to be moms. They really don't have you know, everything for them, you know, life isn't facilitated for them. Resources aren't facilitated for them. You have to just kind of find your way and figure it out. And here it is. I'm sitting in the court trying to figure things out with no support system, mm -hmm. no family. Mm -hmm. And I have all of these judgments against me while my traffickers are in court with me. And so all of a sudden, the people who are not helping me in my life become the facilitators mm -hmm. of forced marriage. They become the facilitators of me, you know, my, me and my children being illegally separated and then my children being in the homes with the men who were trafficking me right. and, and, and the traffickers raising my children while I'm forced to pay my traffickers child support. Wow. And, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I'm a kid. Right. This is horrendous. Like, hello, is there any help for me? Is mm -hmm. there any support for me? Who's going to be there to, to rescue me? Right. You know? Um, and if you've been following my Facebook, uh, you all know that I just met my father, my biological father, after 33 years, you know, which is very exciting. It's, it's, a, it's a reward. But man, how much I would have wished I had my right. dad, you know? 16 guy, years ago back you up yeah. absolutely you know and in honor of human trafficking awareness month and i don't want to take up too much time with my story uh, my mother was also murdered as a result of human trafficking so here it is um i am just like here i am a lost african-american girl in a system that does not support my beliefs and my values as an individual person or as a community, because now I have children. Right. 
And I don't know how to support that initiative because I'm alone. And that's why it's important to have people like you, Susan, and people like you, Jen, and people like Tracy, because that creates community. Community is about being with people who support your values and your belief system so you can gain trust. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's the reason why a lot of stories from African-American women are being lost and not heard because there's no value in the trust that comes from what happened to us. And it's important for our stories to be heard. So I'm really grateful. Well, and for us, I think that it's so important for people to put a face to this. Yes. Because we hear the stories on the news. We hear mm -hmm. the statistics. You know, we know because we live in Houston. Yes. What a huge, unfortunate hub Houston is for human trafficking. And, you know, like I told you, I live in Katy, which is a very large yes, area. And you just, you don't, you think, oh, but that's not going to happen to me. Or I don't know anyone that's happened to. Surely it doesn't really happen. And I think that you've taken something that as a child mm -hmm. you went through. And instead of crumbling to that and succumbing to it, yes. you've taken that and made it a platform to get the word out, to put a face to it, to make it seem like something that's real and something that we need to all fight yes. for. Because it affects us even if, you have no children of your own. Yes. Even if you know no one that's been affected by it, mm -hmm. it affects our communities. And if our communities aren't protected, you know, we have nothing. Right. right. And I think what's extremely important about NBC is that certain communities don't get the attention. Mm -hmm. And that's why this is really important because we can talk about, yeah, sure, we live in Katy. You wouldn't expect it here, right? But it happens. But the thing is, is each community seems to be handled differently. Yes. For some reason. And I think that the black community is overlooked or handled differently. So I know that when I talked to you, you said <laughs> that my community needs a voice. Yes. You know, that stuck with me, and I kept wanting to message you. To say that your community does have a voice because you are that voice. Oh, you need that voice. <laughs> well, I want to know what are you doing to help change the stigma so that other young black girls and women who are going through what you're doing have some kind of support or light at the end of the tunnel. Tell me how you're helping. Awesome. So I created a survivor's voice of victory after. <laughs> well, it took it took us about a year. Um, to get that off the ground, a survivor's voice. I wouldn't have never thought to create an organization. I I get, listen, if y'all got to come to Tracy Fox, if she invites you to a party, you better go, <laughs> go, go, go. You know, one thing um, I learned because I, I'm not as as rich as, as people think I am a very poor person, okay? <laughs> Okay, I have I have very strong techniques for Miss Tracy, so <laughs> I have to honor her. Um, uh, she she has graciously uh, afforded me the uh, opportunity to be able to you know just step my game, mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's really it's so healthy right. for me. You know what I mean? Um, to be here and to just say, okay, listen, this is success, and this mm -hmm. is what it looks like, mm -hmm. right? Um, Success is not about getting what you want. It's about being happy with what you got after you get it. And that. you love that? I love that. Oh, it's just say, <laughs> y'all. And, and one of the things, um, you know, 
I get to talk to millionaires because of crazy. Mm -hmm. I get to understand and evaluate how other people think about me and my position mm -hmm. and what it feels like to uh, do a conversion. Mm -hmm. How do we help the poor and the needy? How do we move forward from this just one day? Mm -hmm. That's what I love about her. Mm -hmm. It's not just a one day of giving. I had to take that concept and figure out how can I go from one day of giving, right? One day of supporting one family mm -hmm. and go from supporting one family to supporting many families. Right. How can I make a lasting impression? And one of the and, and use my story. Right. One of the things that I was sued for as a child was being homeless. I could not afford to feed my children. Could you imagine that as a young African-American woman? No, no systems. I have I have nothing to be judged by. Mm -hmm. But other people have a system to judge me by. Right. You understand? And I don't know this, but I feel the pain mm -hmm. and the pressure of it. So I'm I'm a victimized. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, how do I make people not feel like a victim and be in a place where they can share their story without putting children in harm's way? Right. Right. And I decided to start a Survivor's Voice of Victory, which we have a food pantry and we give away food from the Houston Food Bank to over 200 families, sometimes more, thousands of people mm -hmm. a month. And that's my dedication. Adultification is the number one risk evaluator in African-American communities. Mm -hmm. and, and adultification is when young black kids or in, in the promotion of becoming um, teenagers or in the promotion of adulthood, right. they're having to take on more adult responsibilities instead of just being children mm -hmm. because they're not afforded the opportunities to live childlike. Yes. Mm -hmm. And those opportunities are taken from us. And when that happens, the when the parents get to evaluate things, it's because they know better. Right. But if you force a child to evaluate something that's wrong, they do they do it with the expectation of, I don't know any better to, to do right or wrong because no one's taught me. So we're constantly forcing children in African-American community to be something that they're not capable. That they have been guided to even show. Man. You know, we've, we've been fortunate to have such amazing role models, but yes. not everybody has that. And yet we're expecting these children to make adult decisions yes. and not just adult decisions, but to make good adult decisions. Absolutely. I mean, as an adult and as someone that's had good guidance, I mean, Lord knows I've made bad decisions. Right. <laughs> Having given, you know, the idea of what decisions should look like. So here you're expecting these children yes. to make these decisions and no background or, you know, idea of what it really looks like to them. But the fact that you're, you know, taking that one thing off their plate by feeding them yes, is such a huge thing because so many people take advantage of the fact that we can go to our fridge yes, and grab a snack and go to the pantry and maybe we don't eat all our food because it wasn't what we wanted. You know, right. we're wasteful and we don't think about what a privilege it is to do these basic day-to-day -day necessities. Mm -hmm. And yet here you are taking something and stepping up for our community. And <laughs> you've also been very involved with Crime Stoppers as yes. well. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh my God. Um, Crime Stoppers gave me the opportunity of a lifetime. I, first of all, Crime Stoppers 
CEO is an African-American woman. Rania is a, an Egyptian woman mm -hmm. and she's from Africa and she's African-American. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I yeah. love that. <laughs> so to not only be in the face of a, of a CEO of a right. multi-million dollar company, you know, it's like, I got Tracy, uh -huh. I got Rania. <laughs> oh my God, my life's coming together. So, <laughs> but um, to be able to conversate with these queens, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Um, Crime Stoppers afforded me the ability to write their entire human trafficking platform. So everything that comes out of Crime Stoppers about human trafficking is all Nisi Hamilton. Dr. Oh, Nisi. And I talk about it from my life mm -hmm. story, I tell the ins and the outs. Mm -hmm. And what I really love about Crime Stoppers in is that uh, they have they they took out the time to evaluate um, a problem that's that's affecting the position that they're in because they're in District D, right? And and Crime Stoppers typically people of color associate mm -hmm. Crime Stoppers with just white people, right? Right. And here it is, their entire platform is is written by African American person, right? So I love how they said, listen, we're, we're going to get rid of racism and the symbolicism, mm -hmm. what it means to be racist, right? And we're gonna give the opportunity for African-American voices to be heard so that we can see things the way that is happening to them in their community and serve the community at the same time. So what you see on the platform for human trafficking, it's not, um, it's not dubbed down to where you're reading the material and you cannot relate. Right. When you read the material, you can relate directly to the material because it's something that affects you. There's value. There's principle. There's a moral concept in the wording because it's coming from the heart. That's what I love about Crime Stoppers. And I've been a survivor leader with them for a year and I love it. <laughs> I love that what you're doing as far as making it come from someone who's been there. Yes. Because I think also what you're doing just in speaking and getting your story heard. And that is, as we said, you're putting a face to it, yes. but you're showing that not only did you survive, but you're flourishing. Yes. And you are taking something that many people could not have maybe come back from and people that are either going through it or have been through it might think, well, that's all I'm worth. That's right. all I am. That's my label. And I can't go anywhere beyond that because that's all I'm going to be yeah. seen as. But here you are showing not only are you taking that label and making something amazing from it, yes. but helping others and then freaking writing policies for <laughs> crime stoppers and making it relatable to everyone and not, you know, I think it is important that more organizations listen to what you're saying and that, we don't have someone that's an executive power yes. writing something. Yes. Instead, we have someone that's been directly affected yes. writing it because there's insight that you can give mm -hmm. that no one else could give unless they had been in it themselves. themselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I love how you just said what you just said. Uh, Jennifer and I, we were talking about that, about, you know, the white perspectives versus mm -hmm. a black perspectives, mm -hmm. um, which, listen, we're supposed to have a white perspective, right? Okay. You're supposed to have a black perspective mm -hmm. and you're supposed to have a Hispanic perspective, right. an Asian perspective, an Indian perspective, mm -hmm. a Jewish perspective. Right. We, we, we have, it's not that the system is dumbed down. We're too dumb to the system. Okay. <laughs> we're too dumb to the system. 
we don't, you know, the, the manifestation of God required unity. It requires to work together. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why I am successful in my positioning mm -hmm. is because I did not go alone. Right. I mentioned two powerful women, Tracy mm -hmm. Faulkner mm -hmm. and Rania. Mm -hmm. What? Right. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's important uh, that we have administrative conversations like this mm -hmm. because what we don't find in the African-American community is that the literature that is put out mm -hmm. for black girls doesn't look like them. Right. So if I'm looking at a composition and it doesn't represent my life story, mm -hmm. then how do I value success? Mm -hmm. If I'm watching a movie and the composition or the, the written piece, the treatment of that movie doesn't mm -hmm. represent me and my survivorship, how do I understand success? Right. If I'm looking at billboards and those billboards don't look like me, mm -hmm. that girl's face don't look like mm -hmm. me. How do I value success? Right. And people, people, you know, outside looking in, they don't get it in their minds. We're a community mm -hmm. in the belief system is to end human trafficking. But for who are you right. ending human trafficking for? Right. Are you only ending human trafficking for your culture? Right. Or are you willing across the board to be to, to create diversity? Mm -hmm. That's what I love about Tracy. Right. Diversity mm -hmm. means that you're willing to step in the fight mm -hmm. yeah. and commit yourself to solving somebody else's issues, mm -hmm. not just yours. That's important. Absolutely. Do you know how many African-American girls right now are in Harris County uh, juvenile systems who will not get to see this? But because you guys platform Finder C is out there, mm -hmm. they can go back and say, listen, somebody outside. Of, hey, listen, there's somebody that looks like you. Right. That's right there. Right. right. And they did it. That's why this is important. Oh, important. And it's like you're saying, you know, we have to have things that are relatable. Yes. And also we have to be willing to have the uncomfortable conversations. Absolutely. You know, we have to say, you know, there's a black perspective, there's a white perspective. Yes. But that doesn't mean that we can't come together. Yes. And teach each other. Yes. And let each other see things that maybe I hadn't seen because you're seeing it through your eyes and you hadn't seen because I'm seeing it through my eyes. And instead of being scared to talk about it yes. and feeling uncomfortable to talk about it, let's get out there and talk about it more. We need right. to bring our communities together and mm -hmm. help each other build each other up and find ways to mm -hmm. end human trafficking. Yes. To help all communities, like you were saying, yes. not just one community, but all communities. And spotlight those communities that are falling by the wayside. Right. And I think it's important that we make sure that we acknowledge the fact that that's real. It is real. I mean, even when you go back and evaluate a pimp, right? Um, he's no different than any one of us. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to experience financial independence. Mm -hmm. This this is what this is about. It's about financial independence. The problem between the pimp and everybody else is a moral compass. How you get to experience financial independence. Right. You don't get to experience financial independence by exploiting other people mm -hmm. to gain money, right. to gain power, to gain status. To to because you you know you become you become the default of every economy. Mm -hmm. You, you don't get to create legs and branches of government because you, you're forcing your system, your way of life, your thought process to work in communities. 
right. that are against our moral codes, mm-hmm. what right. we stand for. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Does that making sense? Yes. Right. Because it's so easy for people to to talk about, you know, what's a pimp, what's a, what's a what's a trafficker. What he's no different. Mm-hmm. So trafficking, it could be anybody. It could be your mom's best friend. Mm-hmm. Right. It could be your mom's sister. It could be your mom. It could be your grandma. It could right. be your uncle. It could be anybody. It could anybody who wants to experience financial independence mm-hmm. without evaluating their moral code. It's how right. they do it. That's the separation. Yes. And you know what? We have to remember that everybody started out as a child that just had big dreams. And mm-hmm. somewhere along the way, you know, the the ground fell out from beneath them and they had to find a way to do what they wanted to do or what they felt they needed to do. What I think is really important too though, and what makes you so unique, Nisi, is that you're a survivor. <laughs> and you're a survivor that can speak to other girls and women that are maybe still in Yes. In that yes. line of work or, or yes. how you want to call it that, right? Right, right. They can see you, they can hear you and say, you know what, it's almost like it gives you permission to step it up, step out, find a way Absolutely. out. And then make the big cycle and help other women and, and girls from the same community or other communities say, okay, well, I can be a voice and I can help others too. And I think it's just going to be a huge ripple effect. And I absolutely love what you're doing. Jennifer, That's your soul anyway. <laughs> yes, I love your mind. You're absolutely right. What you're saying is because I'm in, because I found my seat. Mm-hmm. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> I found my seat. It what, what happens is you give people a reason to no longer be stuck in an environment yeah. where it's not safe. There's no longer an excuse for right. your unsuccess. Right. There's That's no right. there's no longer excuse for the reason why you you can't come out of this system. Exactly. You know. Now we understand there are psychological barriers. There are symptomatic barriers. Mm-hmm. There are fictitious barriers that keep the promotion of human trafficking uh, going. And one of the, like I said, one of those barriers are, are financial right. independence. Um, but what do you do when, when somebody's trying to teach children mm-hmm. who are the master salesmen? <laughs> they are master oh, salesmen. Yes, I'm are. telling you, <laughs> if a kid, if your child right now say, Mama, can I have a popsicle? And you tell them no, and they're going to keep on asking uh-huh. you, keep on asking you. And 30 minutes later, that kid has a popsicle. <laughs> oh my God. Who, who's the salesman? Right. You are the kid. Right. They are master psychologists. I'm telling <laughs> yes. you. They have they have a download from God that right. we we're not in tune with. I hate it. I'm telling you. But what I but, but what's really what I find really interesting about children and and children being trafficked and traffickers are using children because it's easier. Um, children do, do not have a they do not take a class on objection. Mm-hmm. They do not have a priority about experience and objection if you tell a kid no no don't it go in one ear after other right they're like no Mm -hmm. and they have no they have no sense of of time and they have no sense of how long they're doing the right the wrong thing will affect them over time right right you know and traffickers are monetizing that thought process right there Mm Because you could tell a kid, hey, this is wrong. And sometimes you have to tell them wrong 20 times right. that right. this is wrong. And, and and you will experience with kids that have been trafficked, trial and error. 
because there is no level of trust that's been experienced yet. Mm -hmm. They have no, they have no sense of community. They have no sense of culture. They have no mm -hmm. sense of unity or, 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 uh, a country they or don't anything. Have a solid foundation. Yeah, they don't have a solid mm -hmm. foundation. Anything and everything you're putting in that kid, that's, that's going to become their foundation. They're going to base a life and, and what they've learned up to that level. Right based off of what they're being taught by traffickers. And so that's why they become such easy targets. Mm -hmm. And and that's why it's so, so much easier for a trafficker to go after somebody who comes out of my community, mm -hmm. a person of color, a person that's poor. Because if I'm already in a situation where my parents lack the understanding, they lack how to get out of hardship. Right. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break so that you can hear a word from our sponsor. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. And here it is. I'm a kid and I understand hardship. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Because if you grow up black... Okay, you don't understand hardship, <laughs> boo boo. You, we're gonna have those conversations, right, right? Right. That's all you pressing in this kid's mind. Mm -hmm. By the time they get their first offer for freedom, right, it's gonna come through manipulation, mm -hmm. and it's gonna sound way better than what they're watching their family right. experience. So, how do you tell a kid who is making more money than mm -hmm. one day, two days, a week? Making more money in a week than your than your mom or your dad makes in an entire year. Right, right. Not yeah. to do it. No, it's I yeah. know what I'm saying? it is. It's, I think it like we're saying, you know, that foundation isn't there and that relatability. Right. 
where they're not seeing what the negative outcome is mm -hmm. for the long term. Like you're saying, it's that short term gratification, Ooh. you know, and, and they're not understanding that there is going to be lifelong changes by Absolutely. saying yes, just one time. Right. But saying yes, and even being involved in it for years, doesn't yes. mean that's all you are. And you're proof of that. I'm proof. I mean, can you, did you ever think when you were in that moment, sitting in Ooh. that courtroom, courtroom mm -hmm. thinking you'd have doctor at the front of your name? No! What? <laughs> no! Let alone college. You you are talking to a high school dropout. Mm -hmm. I used to I used to take my first son. He he Justin is 17 years old. I uh -huh. when Justin was a baby. I used to take Justin to school with me. I was going to Aldean uh uh tenth, it was Aldean ninth grade center, then it was Aldean like the big high school with right. the 10th through 12th. And uh -huh. when I was in 10th grade. Uh, because I had him in ninth grade and mm -hmm. I was living behind a Walmart. I had to take my kid to school with me in a purse. Oh. So my kid was at school with me in a purse and I was sitting in the back of the classroom. And I remember, you know, just talking to the, um, what they had like the counselors mm -hmm. uh, back then. And I remember talking to the counselor, trying to help me figure out my options. And like all of my teachers knew, you know, my grandmother had deceased. Right. You know, my, my mother was being trafficked herself. Right. I, I didn't know my father. Everybody was like, look, we will minimize the risk by not calling CPS on you. They put their job on the line mm -hmm. because they didn't report, right? right. They because not reporting, they felt like I had a better opportunity figuring it out on my own because I was that intelligent. Right. And they were right. Mm -hmm. they, they, were right. Were, they believed in me that much. Mm -hmm. And man, I wish I could go back and tell my ninth grade and my tenth grade teachers, y'all believed in me so much that I did exactly what y'all thought. I would do that, you know, cognitive recognition yes. is, is so important mm -hmm. in the processes of human trafficking, especially when healing, because there you've got a lot of ancillary issues going on in in and not to, to be talking about, you know, Jesus and God too much. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in Revelations 12 and 11 that we can overcome the enemy by the words of our testimony, by the blood of the lamb and not loving our lives unto death. This is important. When, when finding her seat means you get to give a testament mm -hmm. to the father's victory in your life. Mm -hmm. You get to give a testament about how God's word is so prevalent in your life and he can get the glory from your success. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I go back and I think, man, if somebody would have took me out of any one of those situations too early, would you know Dr. Nisi Hamilton? Would I be as effective right. as I am today? I want to make sure, it, I, listen, being Dr. Nisi is fun. It's fun. Oh, let me tell you, I have some good fun. Do you hear me? Come to one of Tracy's parties. I have fun. Telling we ball so hard. I'm telling you, when we're done, I'm gonna go eat because she always feeds me. So I, I have know, it. I love food here. Oh my god, it's amazing. I'm telling you, you know. But but one of the things is, you know, you 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 have to have uh, boundaries, mm -hmm. and one of my boundaries is making sure. That the next woman that comes up behind me, that I am so effective, that the next woman that comes up behind me, she has not, no choice but to study my life, to study my pattern of success, because there's a blueprint here. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yes. You got it. They're blueprints. Tracy's a blueprint. Susan, you're a blueprint. Jennifer, you're a blueprint. Ray is a, a blueprint. There are blueprints here. And, and it, must, it must be managed a certain kind of way, because you don't want, listen, you don't want people that are coming up coming through sex trafficking. And if you've ever witnessed a, a African-American girl coming out of trafficking, look, it's it's every it's all kind of ghetto 
um, and he um, and I'm trying to say um, and I'm um, okay? These my people. I have every right to talk about my people because I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> what, what we what we don't want to do is is not be not not observe the discipline mm -hmm. and the requirements that it takes to be able to have a, self, a successful conversation and translate to other people's community right. your experience mm -hmm. without people looking at you like ugh. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to be a community translator. That's what I love about Jennifer. When I'm talking when I'm talking to Jennifer. Oh, it's all kind of black, white, <laughs> black, white, black, white, black, white, black, white, black, black, white, 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 black. She is down to earth. She ain't just cute sitting on that other screen. She will get with you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that about her because of her her experience with understanding human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And then when she when she talks to me, and then when we get to talk to mm -hmm. you, it's something different. But it's we can all relate to right. each other and respect the respondability mm -hmm. of making sure people get the information and that it's relate it's translated right to other communities correctly without somebody saying, well, you know, needs to survive, but you don't want to survive like that, right? Or uh, such and such survive, but you don't want to survive mm -hmm. like that. You don't right. want to look like that, and that's what other black girls are experiencing. That, especially like the R. Kelly case. Oh my mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. the girls that are that are coming out and listen. You cannot say how somebody's supposed to look when they're coming out. Exactly. They ain't had no example of what mm -hmm. coming out looks like. Mm -hmm. Because people were not willing to share their platforms to teach them what it looks like. They you don't be coached when you come out. Right. One right. thing I told Jennifer, I said, Jennifer, listen, when black girls come out of human trafficking, ain't no black women on the other end cheerleading them out of that. Right. But when white girls come out, mm -hmm. white girls get they get cheerleaders, yeah. they get people, oh baby, we here for you. Mm -hmm. They get groups, the they get rallies. they get the community rallies, everybody mm -hmm. pumping it up. I have to teach my community to, to be a cheerleaders, to rally right. up for this. Because mm -hmm. in, in the back of their mind, there's still there's still some disconnection, mm -hmm. there's still some trust. There's a black girl come out of human trafficking, girl, don't bring her around your man, right. Um, girl, don't bring around your husband. Right. Um, girl, I, I wish Tracy would. Tracy ain't never said I could come around here. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? I never felt that from her. She's yeah. never met, she's never condemned me. Right. So when you in the space of human trafficking, this is not about fixing people's weaknesses. Mm -hmm. This is about understanding collectively what the weaknesses are and communicating as a community. How can we translate that person's experiences? In our community, mm -hmm. so that it doesn't affect our girls, right? right? And the yeah. next girls, and the next girls, and the next girls. And how do we want to tell such and such story mm -hmm. in a way that she can be effectual, right. she can be fervent without being a disappointment? Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and the girls that are sitting in Harris County Juvenile, they're not getting this side, right? You understand what I'm saying? Because nobody has the time, the technique, or the literature to teach them that there's a way to do this. Well, that's what, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, are there programs? And if not, you know, we need these kind of yeah, programs. And that is with people like you and other people that have are survivors and have yes. been through it and look like these girls. Yes. Going into the schools. Yes. But going into the juvenile system, because unfortunately, like you're saying, a lot of these 
kids are dropping out. Yes. So you might go in the schools, but a lot of the kids you want to reach aren't there that day. Right. Um, so going into the juvenile system, into the, you know, the jail system. Yes. Um, and really speaking to these girls and showing them like you get it. Right. I've been there. I've experienced it. My mm -hmm. experience may not be identical to yours, but it's similar. Right. And here I am not just surviving, but thriving. Absolutely. And so there is a way out because I think so often, like you're saying, unfortunately, and fortunately in the white communities, for example, in mm -hmm. Katie, mm -hmm. there's a lot of talk about sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people, you know, trying to educate our community mm -hmm. about it and a very positive manner. And I'm thinking as you're speaking mm -hmm. that we're not hitting the African-American communities and the other communities that are lacking, but they need to see it coming from people that look like them. They don't need me and Jennifer walking in. Absolutely. Talking about it. We're not survivors of it, but yes. you know, they need the people that have been in the thick of it that look like them and that, have come on the other side of it because yes. to me that's the important part you know you can show the victims right but it's the thrivers right like yourself that have taken this something that was so horrific and should never be done to a child no child is deserving right. of this no, no child wants this no. and i think that's the big thing people think oh well they they want this or they want the right money. no one wants to live this right lifestyle. right but i think having a program that you know comes into the schools and comes into you know more than the schools the areas that they've already started to mm -hmm. falter and go into the juvenile system would be so amazing yes and i think one of the number one things too and if i and, and tell me i'm wrong if i am nisi but you said those teachers believed in you yes they said i believe in you and i believe that you are intelligent enough to figure this out yes and I think that every child because actually in, at any time of trauma is when you stop developing psychologically yes. so even an adult could be psychologically and emotionally a child still every child needs to hear I believe in you yes you are intelligent enough to get through this and I think that having a voice like yours going into the community would be very powerful and I bet that's what you're doing that's exactly what we're going to do. We, we're not just going to stop at find us. See, we're going to take find us to the White House because we're yes. not playing with these people, girl. Yes. <laughs> we're not playing with these people. We're going we gonna to do it. I'll tell you, if Tracy got anything to do with it, we sure don't going to do it for sure. I, I love it. And, and, you know, we all have different experiences of survivorship. When people hear survivor human trafficking, I'm going to tell you what, exactly what that means. Mm -hmm. When you survive human trafficking, it means that you experience more difficulties than you do opportunities. Mm -hmm. That's what surviving human trafficking is. Mm -hmm. I have experienced way more difficulties. I've, I've lived enough life for a 50 year old woman right. mm -hmm. and I'm 33. Mm -hmm. Per my experience, I should be on crack. Right. I should be, one of my eyes should be drooping down here and the other mm -hmm. one should be way up here. I shouldn't even know how to draw my eyebrows on straight, <laughs> let alone wear a weave. <laughs> Because I be around Tracy, she ain't gonna let me around with a weave. Like I'm just, I'm just meddling. But you know, you know, it's it's things, it's things like that. You, you have to be a facilitator of hope. That's what this is about. Mm -hmm. You have to be a facilitator of hope. If you can't facilitate hope, and that's the word of God, you can't facilitate hope. Get out of the business. 
Yes. Out of the business mm -hmm. of human trafficking, because in government, at the helm of every governmental entity, human trafficking was at the precipice. Mm -hmm. In the Bible with Esther, in the Bible with Rahab, in the Bible with Ruth, mm -hmm. in the Bible with Sarah, in the Bible with Mary Magdalene, all of these women who were victims of human trafficking. And the only reason why they didn't know to say the word human trafficking is because the word didn't come out yet. <laughs> they said prostitution. Right. Tamar. These women, these women became the leaders. They became the successors. They got blueprints in them about how to understand success, mm -hmm. how to not be victimized, and how to come out as queens. Rahab was a queen. Esther was a queen. These women, Ruth was a queen. Boaz was a prince. These were queens. Right, right. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, it, that man, when you see God like that, you're like, man, there's a whole man of future for me. <laughs> you understand Jeremiah 29 and 11. You understand what I'm saying? I, you, you know, I, y'all know, as you can see by now, I love me some Tracy. It's nothing nobody can do about that. <laughs> that is a black woman stuck in a white woman body. I don't care what <laughs> That woman don't sit down every time I look up, Tracy doing something. I'm like, Dad, she's doing something. I'm tired today. So, but, um, she, Tracy, I think she is like maybe a robot. She is a I little bit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> she won't sit down. But but for Christmas, um, she gave me something that I wear every single day. And I try not to take a bath in it, but I wear <laughs> every single day. And she gave me three little braces. Oh. And it says that I'm enough. It says that I'm worthy. And it says that I'm love. Uh, now, I'm gonna respect this woman for the rest of my life. I'm gonna honor this woman for the rest of my life. If you ever want to see somebody successful, it's because of who they chose to honor. Mm -hmm. When you honor people, expect success mm -hmm. from honor. I didn't have a relationship with my mother. It wasn't a good one, mm -hmm. right? It was nothing she could teach me besides right. her experience with human trafficking, mm -hmm. right? And her mother trafficked her. So, and that's a whole nother story in itself. But I honor my mother. I honor who my mother was. But man, what would I give to show my mother out of all the negative things that happened? What would I give to look her in her face and say, Mama, we did it. Oh. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Yes, man, I'm getting to you. I said I wasn't going to cry. I'm finding my seat. <laughs> I have found my seat. What would I give to say that to my mother? And Tracy's like a mom to me. So there's a we have a community of trust. So I'm so confident in stuff I do. I'm like, shoot, if I do it and I mess up, I'm going to call my mother and everything's going to be okay. That's on your chest, right? Right. You have no fear. Everything you you get you get to the point to where you get to experiment, and when you're experimenting with mm -hmm. things, experimenting with things requires things to fail. Absolutely. And when you fail at things, that's when you need people the most, mm -hmm. because it's like a child. Mm -hmm. The things that I would have gotten to do when I was 16 to get over those hurdles in life, right? I'm doing them now. I'm just now doing them in my right. 30s. Right. You need a coach. Mm -hmm. You're going to need a cheerleader. Right. You're going to need a Susan mm -hmm. and a Jennifer. Mm -hmm. You're going to need people you can talk to. Right. You're going to need a Sydney. That's my best friend. I love you, Sydney. <laughs> I had to throw you out there. You're going to need a Ryder. You're going right. to need somebody 
who you know Missy, today, if you don't do it, look at all these people that's waiting for you to get your get your narrow tail mm -hmm. up. You know about mm -hmm. the black community. We say we say ass word. <laughs> I ain't gonna cuss. I ain't gonna cuss. I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> to get your narrow tail up and do it again. Right. You need them kind of people in mm -hmm. your life. Them do it again kind of people when you are surviving human trafficking. Now that now this information can go for any car. Right. Okay. But, but we're talking about specifically human trafficking because this is human trafficking awareness month. This is about finding your seat, whether you're African American, whether you're black, whether you're Indian, whether you whether you're white, whether you're Muslim, whether you're Jewish, we don't care. This message is it's across the board. So the information is across the board. The desire is for you to be successful. The desire is for you to have a relationship with God beyond belief. The desire is for you to commit yourself to culminating a community of hope for your community for your family for your life this is a system these are success nuggets now every now tracy can't help everybody <laughs> i'm gonna get jealous but find you somebody who believes mm -hmm. in you don't yeah. do it for the money you got to chase your gift. Mm -hmm. You got to chase your gift so hard. Prime example. You, we, I know white people talk about strip clubs, right? Because <laughs> you know, I know Tracy, when she talked to me, she's like, Nisi, now you know I believe that women are prostituted. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. Because <laughs> it's not the same for right, right. Okay, so... From that scenario, and because my mind is open, mm -hmm. if you if you're in a strip club and you getting trash bags full of money, okay, let's let's analyze that. Let's put down the trash bags full of money, right? Because clearly you attract money. Clearly mm -hmm. you know how to make money. There's a system here. Take that same system, right? Right. That was that that that's designed for you to be a success, mm -hmm. and incorporate it in a company and go become an account manager, right? If you're going up and down a pole. Mm -hmm. Take the same system that requires you to be a success. Right. Because if you're going up and down, clearly you can get up there. <laughs> and clearly you can go back. <laughs> Take that same system and apply them in a system that can be more effectual right. for your design gift. Go get in construction. Get into scaffolding. Because mm -hmm. in scaffolding, what is the requirement? That you go up and down poles. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? If you haven't sex with John and Henry and whoever and whoever and whoever, and you have to keep a track record because if you got a pimp, not only are you keeping a track record, they keeping a track record, right? And you got to turn your monies in. Well, if I know John and I know Henry and I know what time and I know what date and I can keep up with, with dates and times and, right. and all this other kind of stuff, go get you a job in human resources, mm -hmm. okay? That's HR. Hello. Right. right. Let's let's figure out how to make this stuff manifest. Take skills that you have. Yes. And use them for good. And use them for good. Mm -hmm. That is the message that needs yeah, to yeah. be promoted to survivors of human trafficking. Because we are in this world that is constantly forcing us to only think the way we think, walk the way we walk, act the way we, we act, because there is no other system introduced to us that would afford us the opportunity to take those same skills and make it manifest in something that would, that would perpetuate humanity. Right. That's the stuff that needs to be talked about. And I have to 
after all the powerful stuff. I mean, I wish you guys could like feel <laughs> the energy. Hopefully you're getting some of it through the screen. I feel it. I'm on the other it's side. I feel it's it. just amazing. I mean, you can't help but just feel energized and excited <laughs> when I'm around you. Um, but I have to say also, so not only are you Dr. Nisi Hamilton and, you know, got your education and mm -hmm. you've got these organizations that you're a part of and writing things for the community. You also have a beautiful family. I and do. I got to witness firsthand her adorable <laughs> husband at an event over Christmas. Bingo. Um, yes. And <laughs> I remember I came up to you. I'm like, those are relationship goals right there for me. Like, oh, that man. Five, we six, have six seven, children. Six okay, so we have seven children all together because he has one. Right. And then I have six. Right. So it's seven, it's seven all together. We try not to do stepmoms step right. type, type yeah. stuff. Okay, but just the family with just me, mm -hmm. it's eight of us because I got six by myself. And here's the thing, Kenneth's not the father to any of the children. Right. So this is huge in the African American uh -huh. community. Yeah. Typically, you know, being honest. It's hard to get a black man to stay for one kid, let alone <laughs> six of them that don't belong to none of them. So that is truly a blessing. Okay. Yeah. Not just that, I think that it shows these women who have been in this situation that they mm -hmm. probably feel, you know, and I don't know, but I would yes. think that, that almost that they don't feel lovable mm -hmm. and that they could never have a marriage, you know, let alone a boyfriend, but a husband that's true and someone that loves and respects you regardless of what you went through to get to that point and that's so true. when i saw your husband you know over the holidays and the way he looks at her and talks about you and just i mean it was the sweetest thing like i said i was like i am never settling for anyone that doesn't Don't. look at me like he looks at you because it was just a beautiful moment and i remember sitting there thinking also like the background you've had to go through to get mm -hmm. to that point. And so many girls are probably sitting there thinking, well, why not keep going in this? This is the only way I'm going to get love as they think it might feel right. and not realize that they can have a healthy relationship and not just healthy. But I mean, I'm, I'm jealous of, oh. I mean, in a good way, <laughs> it set the bar high because I was just like, that's what I want. Oh. And to have a man that looks at you like he does, you're so deserving of that. And, oh what a gift that your children are getting. Cause I can guarantee you that love is oozing in their home. And, you know, I've seen their Christmas card picture. There's no way you would ever not think that that wasn't just one family, not steps or halves or any of that I thing. Like it's right. just a family. Yeah, it's it a is. family that loves each other and loves each other big. And you're giving so much hope to so many people. And I know that we absolutely are so grateful for you sharing your story with us today. But Jennifer's always got our big question. Okay. Yeah. question. It's the only question that we give out ahead of time, but I've been kind of listening to you and I've been hearing it come out in bits and pieces throughout the entire interview. But I know there's something even deeper that you haven't expressed, I'm sure of it, of what is your why. So I know you talked about other people. Mm -hmm pushing you and getting you to do it again, do it again, keep going. But in each of us, there's something inside of us that makes us keep going and makes us seek out those people who are going to make us keep going. But what is that in you? What is your why? Oh, Lord have mercy. I'm going to make this quick because I know I don't, I don't, I don't want Mama Tracy to be late about nothing. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, <y 'all. laughs> they're cheering me on. They're, they're, they're excited. On. I can't wait to hear it. 
Um, what keeps me going is my relationship with the father. Um, I didn't understand uh, Nisi and what that meant. Um, Nisi, in our SSI, is the personality of the father. Because Jehovah Nisi means God is my banner. So to carry the weight of the father's name um, is a very, who is it, it, like, whoa, this is a huge weight, God. Or whenever God gets ready to correct things or whenever he was raising up a deliverer, he always sent somebody with his name. He always sent himself to the people. And I love that about the father. And because of that covenant relationship that I have with him, I'm constantly thinking, man, if, if I don't do this, who, who's, who's, who am I saying isn't deserving of this hope if I don't do it? Mm -hmm. If I don't succeed this way, who am I saying isn't deserving of this hope because I did not do it? One of the questions I ask myself every day is, before me, because there are many nieces out there, before me, who was in this position that didn't do what they were supposed to do, the reason why the people aren't free mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. I think about that. I think every day when I wake up, Houston is number one in human trafficking. Why don't we see more African-American people at the forefront having the conversation that needs to be had? Right. I think about that. And that's what makes me think, who was here before me that didn't do the job? Mm -hmm. Who, who, who was, who did God trust to be a facilitator of his plan in the earth mm -hmm. that the people can't get the message of hope? Right. That's what this is about. This ain't about a job. This ain't about no money. This ain't about who name came first. Mm -hmm. This ain't about whose story came first. Everybody got a story. Yep. Everybody. Their destiny helpers everywhere. Jennifer's a destiny helper. Susan is a destiny helper. Tracy's a destiny helper. Ryan City, destiny helpers. Mm -hmm. All of names mentioned, destiny helpers. Who was here before me? And I want to make sure every day that keeps me going that I am the hope of the future that the father says mm -hmm. that his children would be to the people. That's what keeps me going. That's my life. You are breaking chains. I know. I love <laughs> it. I mean, if you guys aren't inspired today with Nisi and her story and, you know, we are so grateful to you, willingness to open up oh, and to man. share, because I know it is such a vulnerable conversation it and it can be an uncomfortable conversation, but for you to put a face to it, to mm -hmm. put, you know, hope out there and show that we can, we can persevere no yes. matter what obstacles or downsides happen in our lives, that we can still come through it yes, and survive and flourish and I'm just excited to see what else you do at only 33 years of only age. 33. She's already done so many amazing things. Ooh. My goodness, I can't wait to see. Shoot, just what the next six months bring. Girl, I we've got you and me both. I know, there's so many amazing things on the horizon for human trafficking. And I know that you and I are you know, passionate about this with Tracy and, and Jennifer yes. and different organizations that are really putting the word out and making it something that we start to talk about at the forefront in our community. So we're so grateful for you, Dr. Nisi Hamilton, for Thank joining you. us today. Yay. And hopefully everyone today felt the energy and passion coming from her. And we are definitely gonna have to have you on another show because this is just, yes, indeed, this is girl. too much fun. <laughs>
and excitement for just one episode of Find Her Seat. Yeah. And if you are watching us live, make sure that you have set your notifications for Find Her Seat so you never miss another live show. If you're listening to us, then make sure that you have set your notifications as there as well and subscribe to our podcast anywhere you listen, iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, Google us, you'll find us somewhere out there in the World Wide Web. So we hope that everyone has had an amazing day. And again, thank you so much for sharing your story with yes. us. And we hope that it has definitely helped everyone <laughs> find a seat at the table. Thank you so much. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.